You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the JRE Review. Joined as always by my sidekick and clanking around best friend, Garrett. What's up, guys? Do some clanking today, boy. (laughs) All right. Good old clanking. So we got, who do we got? Michael Malice. We got Bart. Bart Low, no, Barto Elmore. Whoops, sorry, Bart. And then Amishi Jahal. Correct. I would say, yes. Good. All right, let's get into it. Michael Malice, dude. This guy is. I don't know. I think if anything, just knowing that he's like two doors down from Lex Friedman and one of his best <laughs> right. friends is enough for me. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like you, you'll you give somebody so many chances when Lex thinks they're cool. Yeah. It's like, fair enough. He has some pretty solid insights on a lot of things, I think. that um, it's, It seems like a lot of it's uh, conspiracy-ish. Wouldn't you agree? But at the same time, it's... no. I think he. I think he knows. No, no. Where he's at with right. things. I think he just likes revving it up. I think it's just called. He likes getting everyone else. I think they paranoid. call it conspiracy. If it's just uh, here's the narrative too. If it, it's called conspiracy, if it's not the main topic, you know what I mean. If you think about something a little differently, you're automatically considered the conspiracy theorist at this point. If you don't go along with what the that's yeah. what it comes down to. If you don't go along with what the government says, it's like. He says it too. He's like either he's like the way they've divided up not to beat this anti-vax situation to a fucking pulp, but he's like they either decide that you're either pro-vax and it, and if you're not, then you're pro-Trump, and those are the two categories that you're put in. So it's like you don't get like a free thought to have. You don't get an opportunity to like have a free thought. It's like you said, yeah, because it makes arguments way right. harder. <laughs> if they if people can't put you in a category right away and then make fun of that category, right. it's like. They, it's going to take way longer to break right. it down on and Twitter. It seems like a silly system to be like, it seems like an easy way to argue because they're like, nope, because you're in that group or nope, you're in that group. It's like, no, dude, I'm not part of any of those groups. I'm just going to have some free thoughts and not be attached to my ideas. Hmm. So I, how, how did yeah. he gain notoriety? I was asking you on that about before the pod too. Is he like, did he ever work for CNN? Yeah, I think he was one of the online, no, he was like one of the online, uh, like news like free, gotcha. type guys, you know, then like new people popping right. up, and and you know he's just gone on different people's shows, just like kind of Ben Shapiro did, right. right? Like once he starts debating people, they realize, oh, yeah, this is going to be hard right. work. You've got a lot of facts, you've got a lot of things to pull from, and he's done it over and over again until you work your way up to Rogan and the the other podcasts, right. and and you he's know, trying to get his word out. I'll tell you that. What were some? Oh, were there sure. some of the things that? Well, look at look at what they were talking about with Keith Oberman, that CNN right. guy, just once again doubling down on this bullshit, trying to make excuses for this lie. You know how many people I've showed and that then, video to? I've showed that people that video to fucking so many people that are just like, oh my god, and I'm 
it's like this is what it's Dude, I almost don't think I've always heard that, you know, they're not really news people, they're just like celebrities that read about topics on the news. <laughs> right. But it never really sunk in until I watched that. And I'm like, well, I know that that, that is bullshit. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Like, what are we doing right. here? And how could we believe most of any, like, a way more complex issue that people wouldn't know anything about? <laughs> how are you going to know that they're telling the truth? It's, it's like, it's, come on. And then you've got someone like Lex Friedman doing podcasts that even though he's not doing, like, current events and, and direct news-related stuff like ben shapiro like other news people um you just know that you can trust him more whatever he's saying he's done his very best to find out if that is true that's the thing is the majority of the people always have an agenda like when you don't when you're a free thinker you don't have an agenda and you're not being lobbied by somebody your thoughts can come out in a much more coherent and like logical forum i don't know what the right word is but it's like yeah, something like that. Like, even if you don't have a lot of information and you're a terrible speaker, right. if if you can kind of go back to, like, a neutral point with with any discussion, if you can just kind of sit in the middle with it while you make your decision, right. I feel like you're going to do better. You could be really smart and be super prejudiced to one end or the other of any discussion, any narrative, any in-group, out-group, and you're going to fuck it up. Sure, you'll have arguments that sound good resonate with a lot of people on your side because it's clever right but it's not gonna be the right answer it just will be too biased are there are, i know I'm, i understand that i'm trying to think to myself what there's like like polarizing issues that i'm like one way or the other about like i think i would just want to hear the surface do you guarantee we have bias? Well, I'm, I'm sure, but I'm, but I'm trying. But, exist, I, so we don't but I would like to hear the circumstances of the story before I just went ahead and told you what my bias was. I want to hear like, no, I got like you. this idea that you're just automatically in a flipping category before you even hear the like the dynamic of the situation. That's the that's the problem. People like to do that though. They like to pick sides and get straight in there. I mean, they like to just jump immediately to one side of an argument and be like, "Right, this is where I stand." Everything it's else such is a wrong. weird stance. Like, ah, like, it seems like a, I, Wayne Dyer said it too. He's like, I, I don't know enough to be a pessimist. Like, that's the, but it makes you sound like you have a strong opinion and therefore you're educated. And sometimes, think about it. If you come into any argument and you're like, you know what? I don't really know where I stand one way or the other. I'm just still trying to weigh the information. And some things on one side look weird and some things on the other side don't look good. It almost takes some of your authority away. Don't you think yeah. it makes you seem like you don't really know? And maybe, you, but I, maybe I, I, I was so. having a conversation. I, I think we had talked about this in the last one too. It's like maybe, but transparency goes a long way too. Like admitting wrong, admitting guilt, or not even guilt, but just admitting you don't know maybe what's going on until you have more information, as opposed to just picking a side and then having to retract. I think it might be more to your benefit to at least hear it out first and then and then reflect. As opposed to just come spewing with what you've already been biased on before you hear it. And then you're like, oh, let me go ahead and retract. Because I will say there's a lot of times that if these podcasts kind of clear up thoughts for me. Like, give me, not, not necessarily these, but the ones that I listen to and other stuff. Like, <laughs> Yeah, not ours. <laughs> outside information has an, a tendency of, like, swaying my belief on a lot of things. I mean, even watching that Oberman video, like... No, I get like watching that video was I was just like, oh my god, like this is where we gotten at this point. Like it, this guy, it's like to be so one sided about anything is like imagine a video like that on the other side. Like 
we are not getting a shot. It's oh, just like, yeah, what you could the easily fuck? do it. It would look so stupid on either side, though. It's like, well, the worst thing to hear after that, though, is that CNN wanted to sue that like kid that made that meme. Or, I don't oh, know if it was oh, a kid, yeah, whoever yeah. that person was that made that like, meme. Get out of town. And it's just like, it's a meme. And they're like, don't do it again because we're sue. I'm like, as soon as I heard that, I didn't want Rogan to sue CNN. But as soon as I heard that, I was like, Rogan, maybe just crank the Let's do it. screws yeah. down a little bit Let's tighter. Let's go ahead and do a pay. It's like, you're going to sue a kid for making a meme? Like, that upsets you that much. Well, it's, it's an infiltration. It's inciting it's violence. It's an infiltration on their it? power. How about just lies? Like when you, you know, I hear you. That's I think the fact that they even acknowledge the kid gives them that much more power too. You know what I mean? Like if they just acted like, oh, we don't give a fuck, it would make them that much stronger. They they just wouldn't care. Yeah. But the fact that they bought into it and like played into it, it makes it look that much worse, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting that these these power mongers. That's all they're concerned with. And it's like, don't rock the boat. Don't rock the boat. The boat's still floating. At least it looks like it is, even though there's three holes in the back and it's sinking. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, right? And you're not you're not big into the vaccine stuff, but I did get the Johnson and Johnson, right? I went in to get one dose. Um, mainly, it was like a, a timing and a bit of scheduling issue. Like I needed to get on and get some shit done that I needed to be vaccinated for, or at least it was encouraged. So I just said, "Well, I could do it all Thursday." Or I've got to wait. I've got to put, like, these meetings off for, like, a few months or, like, a few weeks. I don't know what the two um, injection round was. Was it, like, the next week or two weeks later? I, I think I it's – yeah, I don't know how that works, to be honest. I think it's it, – within anyway. two weeks, I think it's the time frame. Okay. So, yeah, it was, like, beyond that time. And I was like, that's fine. I'll get that one. At least I got one. It's good. And now they're saying that it goes from 80% protection <laughs> right away to 3% in six months. Was it three or five? Whatever it was, it was really low. And here's my question to you. Like, if they did all these tests on this stuff to make sure it was safe, which I believe they did. I don't know if they had enough time uh, to do, like, they can't do, like, long studies, but, you know, they can do enough to make sure people aren't dying immediately of this stuff. Did they not also know what the protection would be? Yeah. Like, I feel like, as sick as I felt, I feel like the fact that in six months it's basically not useful again Dude. is pretty upsetting. Dude. I don't want to feel that sick every and six let months. Me say, I usually don't get sick at all. I was going to say, let me say this. The, the, the stories that I've heard and yours specifically, like hearing your story that you told me has swayed my my thought process inevitably. Like. In, like, no, in, I should have never told. No, no, you. but I've heard like you, like I said, you're not the anomaly. Like the vast. Well, I'm just saying the truth. No, and, I'm saying and, and why, would, why would why didn't make why me would I, less against the vaccine? And why would I subject? I why would I subjugate it. myself to feel so shitty when I feel so good all the time? Because I'm doing it for other people. That's 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 the narrative that we're trying to play by. Or I just don't want to have to deal with bullshit. Like I want to be able to go to the store, because. I will say that this is reminding me of a current event. I just had a long conversation with a good buddy yesterday, and he's getting married. And he's one of my best friends, and he's like, me and one other guy are on the one on the non-vax list. And he's like, you guys can't come. Nicole's, Nicole's little brother has a compromised immune system, and he'd really like to be there. We don't want that. Like, it's a, it's a sad story. Like, he's had whatever. I want him to be there. It's the, it's the yeah. moral of the story. I don't want him to not be able to go to his sister's wedding on my account, which is fine. 
that said, I have to start considering the fact of like these life events that are going to start occurring. Like, am I going to start missing out because I'm trying to put my foot down or make some stand? That said, I just watched something on Instagram today with all these fucking people marching up some bridge in New York. Like, I don't know if you saw that. The firefighters, policemen, like all these people. Oh, yeah. The so poli- all the people that got that's laid my, off. That's right? my issue. I'm like, any time, at any time, maybe this is wishful thinking, but literally at any time, they could just turn the switch on tomorrow and be like, world back on tomorrow. Let's go. We, we This sucks, guys. All right. They, but the, you know what? This is actually a good example, possibly, of you having a bias like we were talking earlier. Okay, for example, right? So you want to go to this wedding, or at least you want this person to feel right. safe. At this I don't want to go to the wedding. W- you know the vaccine's not going to hurt you, even if you feel shitty for a minute. I'll, I'll let you finish. Like, you're a strong guy. No, no, you're I'll let you shape. finish. Maybe it will, but we'll get back to it. And then, but then, okay, so you get to go. He's happy. You know, those people are going to want you there. Also, you can still have the same opinion you had before, right? So let's say you still don't agree. Wait. You still don't like it. You weren't forced by the government, though. Nobody forced you. You would have made the choice yourself for a reason that it sounds like you want to do here, it. The thing, the thing about know. the vaccine is if you told me that it worked, you said, all right, all these people that got vaxxed, got vaccines. They are good now. Everything's moving forward. That's not the fucking case. The people that got the vaccine, yeah, but the efficacies on the, the other ones the, are higher. Now I they're think, saying that they're later. now they're saying that they're interchangeable. The boosters and all this nonsense, like get out of here! Like <laughs> just to keep playing along, it's like we're playing this like game, and then like, I, dude, I'm just not playing anymore. Like I, I I tried to play for a while. This the thing I want to go back to with this the the wedding situation is, let's say that everybody's vaccinated at the wedding. We all have our QR codes. We are government vaccinated, one hundred percent. 100% of the wedding. Okay, everybody's flying in from different places, this, that, and the other. Somebody's asymptomatic, passes the vac. We're all vaccinated. He still gets the. He still gets COVID. He still gets sick, and we still deal with the consequences. Everybody's vaccinated. Then what? Yeah, well, that would suck. And we already and know we already that know that still that's still when you're vaccinated. My point exactly. So, so what are we doing? Is my question. Well, for his sake. If he's that concerned, he should get one of those really good masks and wear that well, the, the whole time. I, I mean, but it's still a risk that he's taking. I think he's just probably asking. He's like, not even asking. If he's possible, not even asking. Well, well, my, my, my. Oh, someone Well, else. she is. She's a speaking form. It's his little brother. Like, she, like they're. I mean, they're they're really good. They're very close, and like they had they had an interesting childhood. And there's a lot of stories that go into it. But either way, my point is is. The fact that it's – if you told me that if I got the vaccine that I was good and I'm not getting COVID, I'd be like, all right, that makes sense. I'm getting the vaccine. The fact that you get the vaccine and you're still – you just told me that the efficacy d- diminishes over time to 3% and you're going to tell me that that's what I need to do, it just doesn't work. It doesn't it doesn't make sense and it does from a logical, thoughtful person, it doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. I get it, bro, but you're gonna have to make a decision. Well, that's my point. That's why I was trying. So well, you don't get. I was trying it. to provide alternatives. I was like, I was like, we don't know what's gonna happen between now and I think their wedding is in May. So, so I, th- I think there's a possibility that some things could that could uh, change <clears throat> between now and then. Who knows what's gonna happen between now and then? But at the same time, I was like, what if we pr- what if we had an opportunity where we had uh, like a testing center there, and then we could all get tested prior to the wedding. Dude, that would actually be the safest that's what, thing. That's right? what I thought. If everyone got tested before they went in, if you're really concerned about your 
bro, right. which good for right. you and you should right. be. Uh, if he's worried about it, then figure out the test thing. I don't think it would be that That's much. What, like, think of all the expenses for a wedding. That's what I set out. Do you think everyone wouldn't mind eating a, a plate that costs five bucks right. less oh. each just to make sure everyone and had a I test? And I told, I told, jo- I told Joey, good. I was like, I'm more than happy that like, we can talk, discuss about the finances, about what that would cost for that to be an opportunity. Because I do think that that would be the safest. We'll put that in air quotes. But I think that would be the safest situation to have everybody test negative prior to the wedding as opposed to this idea that you have a vaccine. That just doesn't seem like the, the efficacy. Well, you know what? Maybe get a price and then and then we can pay for right. it. We'll pay for half there of it. And I'm not even going. But like that could be a good way for you right. to make sure ultimate safety, but you get to stand by what it, you think it's, about. It, it's and... interesting too because her three best friends that live in New York are so pro. I don't want... They, they put them in the Trump category, but... I never met the girls, so I don't know them, but they're like, we're definitely not getting the vaccine no matter what. Like, they're super on the other side of it. And she's like, I'm not going to have my three best girlfriends at the wedding because of this. So it's like, fuck me. And I. Well, that might be the best way to get everyone there. So let's talk about it. (laughs) Let's finish up with this one, though. And the last thing I want to point to is um, they were talking about kind of, you know, haters online or like shit with Twitter. And and people getting upset, um, and then uh, Rogan said, "Well, look, if you have a thousand people listening to you, maybe thirty people are gonna hate right. you, you know, and they're way more likely to write reviews, right. you know. So then ignore it." And then he talked just quickly about the Four Agreements book, which I think is a great fucking uh, book that people should think I've about. I've written down on my whiteboard right here. Oh, it's so good, right? It is so it, good, and that's a good example of like, especially with. You know, there's probably people listening to this podcast that will either start their own podcast, start a YouTube channel or something, and you're going to get these reviews. And it doesn't mean a lot. Just do the work. It's fine. People get upset. And that's okay, too. They should. They should be allowed to get upset. I'm all for it. I agree. I wanted to make one more reference that he was talking about. It's funny when you say that you have a thousand people, but they were talking about like... uh, the Lord of the Flies, they made reference to that book and how humanity kind of acts that way and how they try and... They oh, yeah. Por- They're all Yeah, horrible. they try and portray, like, humans that are just going to fucking, like, be savages if given the circumstance. Wouldn't Joe... And, and, Dude, it doesn't make n- sense. It would be n- like no. that. We survived this right. long. We weren't just, like, my, savagely yeah, killing everyone. We at least had Joe tribes. does make a good point, though, is, like, humans... They're they're on a spectrum and they do very greatly. But I like to believe in humanity and I like the the narrative that Michael was saying that looked like in the Lord of the Flies. They had a situation I can't remember. Some kids got shipwrecked and that Lord of the Flies situation actually unfolded and none of that the savagery didn't happen. They like somebody broke an ankle and they like put him up and gave him a cast and everybody took care of everybody and he's like the only that was a good yeah he's like the only time this like survivor even like the show he's like you notice at the beginning of the show survivor everybody comes together and then once they realize they have to vote somebody off that's when the savagery comes in it just doesn't make any sense if you're in a small group even if it's frustrating you you can't do it on your own like it just these tribes worked for a long time sure they fought each other but there probably wasn't a lot of like infighting within the tribes other than training for war or whatever I mean, yeah, I like that a lot. I thought that was an excellent point. For sure. All right, pen's not working. 
podcast is brought to you by DS Laboratories. Did you know that stress can cause severe hair loss? With so much going on in this country, Americans are suffering from stress more than ever before. From dealing with COVID-19, politics, the economy, 84% of adults have reported feeling stress, which is causing people of all ages and backgrounds to experience some form of hair loss. DL Laboratories, a leading company in hair care, which has formulated a nutritional supplement that specifically targets hair loss and thinning hair due to stress. Revita dot sod antioxidant tablets are formulated with all the body's necessary nutrients and ingredients required to sustain a healthy head of hair as well as provide support for your skin and nails formulated with premium ingredients such as ashwagandha and superoxide dismutase which are clinically proven to combat stress induced hair loss the best part is you only need to take one tablet a day and to see results in as little as 90 days unlike other brands that sometimes have you take as much as four right now you can get revita.sod and get 15 percent off your first order with code joe 15. This is our unique code, so go to the site and support the podcast. By the way, this code is site-wide, so you can use it on all their products. If you're not into supplements, no problem. They have all kinds of shampoos and conditioners and hair serums recommended by top dermatologists and over like 10,000 positive reviews. These products help anyone that suffers with any type of hair loss, whether it be genetic, hormonal, dietary, others. Put the stress behind you and start looking forward to better hair days. Visit dslaboratories.com right now and use code JOE15 to get 15% off. All right, let's jump over to uh, Bato Almor. What a great speaker this guy was, and what an excellent lecturer. He sounded like the kind of person you want to take a class with, no matter what the fuck. I was going to say the way that that he... He was just eloquent with his words. He was so confident, but he seemed like he was fairly young, too. He probably was in his late 20s, maybe. Yeah, young guy, but also very passionate about what he's talking about. Like, nothing was like, oh, this is a boring story. You'd be like, Joe, Joe, check this out. And, like, I thought it was so good. I was like, wow, I can't believe how interested I am in Coca-Cola. Right. Well, he was saying that I can't remember the amount of energy, like, that it would take for, like, a human was, like, in a cup. I don't want to chop this up. It was, like, nuclear energy or something. They talked about all kinds of stuff. But he was saying. Oh, yeah, it was one can of Coke. Oh, yeah. So, a a uranium, the block of uranium would be the size of a can of Coke and it would cover your lifetime. So, if you think about it, you got 7 billion cans of Coke, even though it's not a great reference because a lot of people in a lot of different countries don't use as much energy as us gluttons here do. But, like, 7 billion cans of Coke sounds about as many cans of Coke (laughs) as they make anyway. Right, so we gotta get rid of that every year, dude. Imagine know. putting. Um, I'd like to know how much coke. I'm thinking, is. as far as like Joe, Joe is on the right track with talking about how can we put certain people in rooms together to have conversations. Because if podcasts do anything, that's what they do. Do, and I'm thinking right now, like, what if we had Bart and the guy who did San Francisco for or I can't remember what, what he, San Francisco put those two guys in a room because it seems like they're kind of on the same wave. And then put a couple other different thought processes in the same room. And then we could start, like, coming up with fucking ideas and solutions to what's going on right now. Because those are the minds that I want to be listening to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think those types of podcasts, though. Joe's done a couple where he's had people come on to, you know, he had that, like, one guy that runs the debunking magazine. Uh 
come on with uh they talk over each other the whole time ah, shit. yeah kind of right. the dude that knows all about the um asteroids and stuff i'm forgetting his name i feel bad about this i like that guy um and then hitchcock came on with him too right. but it, it's a lot because you know sometimes they're really frustrated at each right. other so they got a lot to say and then it it kind of makes it difficult but at the end of the day i feel like that might just be something that joe could practice more and then he'd be better at like even you if know, you just set media as i say it. even if you just set it up with all right before you come on you're each gonna have 10 minutes to speak your point and then we're going to have some banter. And then, like, if you just broke it down into, like, different categorical times. Yeah, something like that. I doubt he would like a time limit right. for it. But it would be a good way. I mean, you know, a lot of the issues this uh, Bato talked about were, like, you know, a lot of things that we should think Without about. Without a doubt. I mean, those nasty chemical mounds. Dude. Like, how can you come on and justify that? Dude, ever? What, what kind of... Ju- You're, like, building a town out of radioactive material? What, what- I, 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 the guy that comes to mind is fucking the guy in the Simpsons, the old business guy, the old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just like what. Co- yeah, but that's like what I think about when I think about that kind of situation. It's like what what guy is sitting up there evaluating? Because I'm sure he has a, like a, a a cabinet of people that are telling him, "All right, there's going to be this is going to be affected. The rainforest could get fucked. This could get fucked." And it's like looking, dude. They don't talk about that. They probably just fly him with their helicopter. They're looking at their stock prices. They're talking to the board, right. and they're thinking about ways of crushing their competition. I mean, to say they're all evil people, and I think Joe said it before. It's like I don't know if anyone's evil. I think like what is even evil? Like there's some nasty people for sure, but most people are just they're probably just sat with all these numbers and figures, and keeping these behemoth companies afloat and i'm not trying to justify it because there's got to be a fucking better way i hope there is but they're probably just looking at all these things thinking how do we keep this company going before we say something like hey let's cut back and recycle more and do x y and it seems like all optics too it's like they don't actually want to do that stuff they just want to paint a picture that's all and if that's what this is painted like showed us too it's like nobody really cares about humanity they just want to paint the picture that they do like the, the politicians, because it's not like they're... Yeah, well, that recycled, what was it, Coke bottle made of sugar right. cane. Like, he made the point that to, of all the things to recycle right. it out it's of, like... it's like one of the <laughs> heaviest use crops. It's like null and void. It's like, you're, it's like doesn't make sense. I heard some... He's like, we've made this recycled bottle out of caviar, right. <laughs> and uh, you can just recycle that as it just... I mean goes into the Is, it, isn't it saying something that bayer bought Monsanto? monsanto like the fucking oh, ibuprofen dude. company well my point was with the other thing it's like not necessarily they think about rainforest but you you look at a company's standpoint that's dealt with so much fraud and i'm sure that they're coming up and they're like all right well this many people died but we can cover it up like this and they're just weighing the numbers like that's always that's always what it is from a yeah it's like that scene from fight club remember yeah, like where he talks about the car right. accidents and how it's just a calculation. Right. Do we pay him out? Is that cheaper that's, than that's the That's what I'm. Ref- that's exactly or... the thought process I'm referring to. That exact thought process. Like, where do you weigh? Like, where do you where do you weigh in on that? And a corporation can definitely see it from a, a like an optics standpoint, like the numbers. But from a human standpoint, do you think they all do this? I... Do you think if Elon Musk found out that there was a water well near or a farm near one of his factories? And do you think that he would have the hindsight? I, ha- I, I, I guess not hindsight, I, but the future sight to be like, look, let's make sure we test that water. I, 
Let you know, and if anything gets fucked up, let's get in early. I, let's I make got a, sure I got a soft spot for Elon for some reason. I think that he's doing these things because he cares about humanity and not necessarily about money. Did you see that his like net worth? I hope his so. net worth went yeah quarter of like, a trillion. More, Fuck no, he off. just he made thirty six billion in, in a, a day. day. That's what I was gonna say. Just he completely dusted Bezos in a second. but it's like i don't i don't think that i think once you get to that point and and you were saying that they compare this and that i was just like i'm not i'm definitely not there but it's like you you get to a point where you're just like all right this is just money and it just buys stuff like you gotta you yeah it might it might just be funny for right you gotta like we just gotta hope that one Halloween he doesn't come out and he's like, "I'm a super villain oh. the whole time." We're like, "Damn it, Maybe Elon!" Maybe Elon super villain for fucking Halloween. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like those memes that are going around. What evil so and so? I like say. to think that we're pretty. I those think that good. we're pretty good ju- judges of character. And when I see Elon talk, and I see that like everyone says that, dude, you gotta be careful mm, with that. Everyone thinks they're a good judge. You of character. think? I'm not. Every yeah, everyone not, does. Have you ever met anyone that's like, I'm a really bad judge? Well, of I've, look, I've, I've looked at some that. fucking relationships, and I've been like, yeah, yeah, you you need to reevaluate. Yeah, but that's you saying it to them. That um, my point is that everyone <laughs> yeah, says but I, it. Though. Yeah, but I, I hear what you're saying. But you're yeah. good. You're good. All right. <laughs> Just checking, bro. Hey, to all my friends out there, to, to, all, to all my friends, to all, all my right. friends out there, I'm, I'm a good judge of character. All right. That's why. You're- <laughs> well, you're friends with me, so it's debatable. <laughs> that's my point. This point, <laughs> that's a good point. That's that's when I think that that Fight Club that was the reference that I was thinking to my point. Like I, I heard somebody make reference to like corporations are more like sociopaths as opposed to humans because you're because from a corporation standpoint, there's a lot of like what's the word like disenfranchised. Well, they don't have to watch anybody cry, right? That, How that, that? You're, you're like disconnected from, if you're in a corporate standpoint is my point. Cause you're never actually the person pulling the cord or like choking the chicken or whatever the fuck you want to say. You're never that person. You're just a, a, a cog yeah. in the wheel of how that's going down. That's, Do you think that's how they, they kill the yeah. chickens? I don't think they strangle them with that. <laughs> I just want to clear here's, that up. Here's a good question for you, though. I, and I think about this because I remember having a good buddy in, in college that was – he started working for, like, the oil lines. And I use oil all the time. I'm a gas guy. Like, I have a gas car. Like, I get it. So I'm not, like, some virtue signaler here. But I'm thinking of my – Occasionally drink it on the podcast. <laughs> just gasoline. But I, I'm i thinking to myself, like, where do you draw the line as far as, like, if, if I knew that my company was out there fracking and fucking up the world but they offered me 250k and now i can take care of my family and i have a bonus structure is my mindset really on like do i care about the rainforest even though i know in the back of my head what i'm doing is actually fucking up but i'm taking care of my family and i'm and, I, and i'm we're living a good life i mean I, you, I guess you can look at that on any relative platform too because we're over here using our cell phones and our fucking computers that are built in in bad places too so it's like I get I, it. it's not that i but, I mean, there's a spectrum right. to it, too, right? I mean, it might be different if you're ground level doing it and then watching people's, um, you know, water systems catch on fire. Right. So it's undeniable to you. Other than being further removed, corporate, you're in New York, yet you represent these companies. It's no excuse for anyone, and it's also not bagging on anyone. I would say that's your total individual choice. Right. But to be aware of it and think hey maybe i feel strongly enough to go 
do something else, maybe the opposite, maybe use my skills to make money, even if it's a little less, and work against some of those things. It's it's up to everyone's yeah. choice. It's fucking hard enough to survive. I'm well, not making excuses it, for people. To that but point. If you're doing well in a company like that, sometimes the best changes you can make are from the inside. Well, you, you have to look you, at it that way. Too. That, think of, uh, to that point, you think that they made reference to like senators that are now heads of Pfizer. You know what I mean? Like, go fit. Oh no, they were talking about they were talking about if like your FDA, right, so right, 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 is one of the top people. Then you retire and you're mm-hmm. with Pfizer or something like that. That's that a doesn't seem a bit a, compromised, huh? That one seems pretty complicated. I mean, one hundred one one hundred percent. There's no room for otherwise. I hate to say, it. yeah, there might be one fucking social warrior out there. I mean, you could look at it. You could look at it at the point of like, okay, they were at, at the very top of all the regulatory. So think about it. It's the same point I just made, but kind of in reverse. Right. So instead of working for an oil company and then becoming very moral and changing it from the inside, if you worked at the FDA from the start to be like really serious about protection of the people and make sure all the shit that went into places was good, and then you end up working high level for one of the pharmaceutical companies, there is potentially also the chance that you could go in and do real good there. We want to think that everyone um, goes in um, to do shitty stuff, but maybe not. I was going to say, I'm trying to see the other side of that. I hope that for some reason I don't see foresee Pfizer hiring that person, but uh, I could be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's hard for us too, though, but it's a bit of a bias, maybe. It's like, well, fuck, maybe they're not. Maybe like they do get in some good people. They're like, we need to keep an eye on ourselves because we're all about money. I don't think anybody that's making making money is saying, I hope that we put some more eyes on this money so we can, we can regulate how much money. We're well, making. but the, you know, there might be some people in there that are like, we're also going to get sued a lot if we fuck up sure. a lot. So maybe it wouldn't be yeah. bad for us. To can we, can that. we, can we go back, not go back, but I just, they made reference to how much confidence people have in Pfizer and, and Johnson and Johnson. And now in all these companies, I know we made reference to it on the last one, but it's like my, how the time, hey, keep talking. My, I need to rest. My, how the times have changed and the times where it was like, he, they made reference to like, obviously Monsanto, and they were talking about the pharmaceutical companies. But it's like any time you would bring up a pharmaceutical company or Monsanto, it was like the inhumane and the 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 fraud and and, and all these court cases that they've had against them. It would be like the it was like a unknown, unsaid but like known thing that those companies were not humane and not for the benefit of humanity. They, my point is, is they would take shortcuts and have been call, called out multiple times, and now all of a sudden we have these vaccines, and they're fucking like Michael Mouse said. He's like, now we're supposed to blow Pfizer. It's like, what? Like these companies that we've known have deceived us for fucking ever, are now our, our godsend? Like what? And and I, we're <laughs> well, definitely those Netflix documentaries that came out about Monsanto and and like some of the other pharmaceutical companies and what they've been up to it has put them in a bad light for a long time and now we have probably half or more of the population that are a hundred percent behind them no matter what crappy vaccines they make and try and give us and when I say crappy I mean I'm still annoyed about that Johnson and Johnson efficacy well the fact that they're like yeah now you can interchange the boosters and I'm just like dude Leave me alone. Like, I'm, I'm not buying your shit. Like, I'm just not going to. 
But these things probably come around and go yeah. around. I mean, they're huge companies. They that's make my, that's my point. Dollars. They probably <laughs> partially come up with a clever way to make us did like you, them again. Did, for a did you? Uh, I'm not even sure how this works out. Do you pay for a vaccine, or is it a free thing that they're handing out? What? No, it was, I didn't pay for it. I went into one of the. So if you want a, if you want um, a vaccine, so who's? So they must be getting government subsidies. And that must be how they're funding. Well, someone's paying Somebody's for paying it, for yeah. It. It's probably it must it's, be it's the government, I would imagine. Yeah, but the government is us, because we're the ones paying their salaries, ultimately, right? Our taxes. Yeah, so I guess so we pay for it. So we're paying for it one way or another. Whether or not they call it free or they don't call it free, somebody's paying for it. Yeah, but would you want would you want people to have to pay for it? I don't. I want, it, I want anyone that wants to take it to be able to get it for free, regardless of how much money yeah, you make. I, Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I just don't want anybody to get hurt taking the fucking thing. <laughs> I know that's like not the popular thing. That's not sure. the popular thing to say, but yeah, I don't want anyone to get hurt across <laughs> but, the board. Yeah, whether they take Absolutely, it or don't. Absolutely, but I mean, you know, I want the well, best outcome. That, that's got to be the most. Ner- and then just some like good numbers, some good statistics that we can believe right. in. Isn't that such a weird feeling to have? Like, all right, I know I'm doing this for the good of of, of my brethren and for my aunt and my uncle and my grandpa, and I know I'm doing it all for them. And then uh, come to find out, I have COVID. I I got the vaccine, but now I have COVID. And then I just went and visited them and I gave it to them too. But I got the vaccine. I got the vaccine though, so I did my part. Yeah, I mean that that kind of is a concern, right? <laughs> Let's say you weren't going to visit right. them otherwise, and then you go right. get one, and you, it didn't help my, at all, and now you may want them point. sick. Like that's not good. That's not good. All right, let's jump over to uh, Amisha Jaha. Mindfulness. Jaha? I wish I remembered her last name. Yeah, studies psychology is psychologist uh, focused on distraction. I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, their whole conversation right. was good. Like I, Joe made some really fascinating points on this, and it's obviously something he's thought about for a long right. time. And and uh, in some ways, they were a little contradictory of each other, but but not really. I think there was room for both things. Like when Joe was talking about being in the float mm-hmm. tank, um, and having that recorder in there and wanting to record right. something. Like, I get that because I used to do a lot of those down in Venice. And sometimes you do have fascinating thoughts in there. And it's kind of a shame that you'll probably forget them. You're you're almost in a dream state, kind of. uh, Yeah, to some degree. So you come up with some interesting things, or at least you think they are. Maybe you play it back and you're like, (laughs) that was nonsense. But at the time, it seems pretty profound. And then recording it would be a cool option Mm -hmm. in there, as long as it didn't distract you from being in there. But one thing that she said later, and she didn't disagree with Joe right away. She was like, that sounds like a cool idea. But then later said, um, what you want to do is sit there and just let these thoughts in and not let them really emotionally sway you or send you on any sort of spiral, whether it's good or bad. Like, just allow them to flood by so you can be conscious of, like, how your thoughts work, what you think about, and just kind of watch it and not make note of it not dwell on it you know i thought that was fascinating that was like an interesting yeah I, I, um, you're you're studying psychology right now it's an interesting thing that i i, I don't know if it, i want to say a lot of psychologists do but they try and get you to that spot maybe like a super traumatic spot and they want you to like re rehash that kind of like they, they use the term just feel it or whatever you know what i mean so it's like they want to take you to this like 
super extreme spot where you felt the worst in your life at some point or whatever. And then you're like, just work through that and deal with it and think about it. I don't know if that's good, bad, or otherwise. Apparently that's kind of, I've heard that being a technique. But <clears throat> it's an interesting technique at that because it's like those are certain times that it seems like you don't necessarily want to go rehash. But Yeah, but with some people, that's where things like PTSD come from. So, so, so if you can... Occasionally, it, I, occasionally, I think that it might be good to head in right. there with the right guidance. They're not, and, you know, hard to say what that is. I mean, they're doing... Some stuff is so traumatic. They're doing MDMA therapy now, like Joe's talked about. So you'll be on, you know, a certain dose of basically ecstasy so that you're, you know, kind of rushed with, what is it, endorphins, dopamine, whatever that one releases. You're happy or at least you're comfortable. And then you can go into these tough thoughts and maybe redefine them for yourself that's good that's right some places are probably too difficult to go into um i don't want to say without that but like it's you know if you're just on a level playing field you go into your darkest trauma even with good guidance from a therapist might be very but i think what so it's hard i think what you just said i think i think that doing that practice and going back in and maybe repainting the the painting of how that scenario went down and how you interpreted it and how you're dealing with it could be a, a good medicine for you, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think the way you described that would probably be a good a good option for people. I mean, even me, like, I'm thinking that. Like, They seem to be getting good results from things right. like that. I mean, look, everyone, like Joe says, the worst you've ever experienced word, is right, the worst you've right. experienced. So for probably everyone, they have a level of trauma. And if you wrote it all down and lined everyone up, I'm sure it would, you know, range a great deal from being mildly picked on in high school to watching somebody get murdered in front of you. You know what I mean? And, but do we take anything away from the smaller trauma? No, it's just as difficult. So you got to tackle it with like the best, the best, uh, process. I would would hope, but also you don't want to go into that. I'm sure you don't want to go into it all the time got to live a normal life you don't want to think about that another thing i wanted to touch on is that whenever she was I, I always think about like time as kind of our only actual resource like i mean i get food and water and all these other things but things that are central to humans like your experience your conscious experience through time is kind of the only fluid thing you have and she was like she kind of broke that down for me even more she's like even within the time, she's like your attention and how you spend your attention. And she always like referred to it as a flashlight where you put the flashlight. Like I was like, that's a great way to look at it. Like that's a great way to break down relationships and break down just experience for that matter. But it's like, when, when, like you have time, but like when, when you give your time and you give your attention to people, that's like a commodity in, in, in itself. You know what I mean? That might be a better saying instead of giving your time right. to people. Giving my attention. You know, how do you spend your attention? Because right. that's, you know, if you have a certain amount of it, what are you, what are you putting your attention right. that's, on? I think that was a good, I think that was a good uh, flashlight for me to, for yeah. lack of a better word, for me to. Yeah, she said a lot of really interesting things that I hadn't thought about in that way. Coming also back to like meditation and how. You know, you can do what does she say? Like twelve to fifteen right. minutes a day. I don't. And I don't want to be a. I don't. Fairly quickly, it changes. It changes the those brains. It really now. does. I don't want to be a critic, but I think it's an interesting thing to be like. 
it's her book. It's her, it's her, it's her, it's her remedy, but it's just interesting. She's like 12 to 15 minutes. Like if you go to India, there's guys that will sit and be in meditation for like days. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's different levels to it. Well, but she's doing it from study right. papers. So they're looking at exact time. She's just trying to, she's probably trying to scientifically quantify. Well, that's the, that's the funny you know, thing. What before was a more broader range like solution. Right. So I think for some people it's right. good for them to just know, right. you know, okay, 12, 15, on average, probably a good number. Where are you at with me? Seems pretty exact. Where, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, uh, what, are you going to have a timer on your meditation too? Like, bing, bing, bing. You don't want to be woken up from a timer. You're like, I just want to be able to come out of this and when I feel like I'm done. You know what I mean? It's funny that I have a good, like meditation gives me. Yeah, but they have guided meditations. Yeah, yeah, right. So you like listen to one. That's like 15 minutes long. So let's say you had the choice, a 10 minute long one or a 15. It's guided. It's like YouTube or whatever. Well, now that you know this information from her, might be better to pick 15. You're already in right. 10. Maybe do no, 10 more. Five I more think minutes. that more is better. If I think that you can find a lot from the silence. I think that there's a quote that uh, this is pretty, this is going to be real woo woo for you, but. But uh, oh, your pr- your prayers are you talking to God. Your intuition is God talking to you. And I feel like the only time that you would really provide that space is in meditation. Fair enough. That's reasonable. You know that, you know that like voice that. that speaks to you in your head. That's that's that intuition. I think is a, 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 that that's the God, the God force. Yeah, the voice that keeps telling me all the <laughs> shit that I forgot to do. Yeah, that one. Thanks, God. <laughs> Thanks, G. <laughs> a lot. Oh, fuck. I forgot that. Damn it. Gotta do that. Well, you know. <laughs> oh, what did you think about? So Joe kind of started off slow, and he like maybe had a late night, or he was just tired, or whatever. And and you, and you could kind of tell that he was like a bit that way. Like he yawned once. She called him out for it, and you know he's a busy guy. So yeah. shit happens. He can't be fucking one hundred percent on every right. pod. We do one a week, and we're at 30% capacity most of the time. All right, all right, round up. But then he took the – did he take the gum that he was talking about? Yeah, and then he, like, started saying kind of really profound shit, like, about 20 minutes later. She was like, that ah, it's kicking in. And I was like, I wonder if that really was it. Or if he just kind of got himself going. I don't know, I haven't really tried a lot of that. I haven't tried any of it. I I will say I have been on that athletic green stuff. Is there is there one product out of curiosity that's ever like stood out where you're like I notice a like a super big difference? I mean, I take whey protein, I take athletic greens, I take vitamins. Um, But if I didn't take them, I got to be perfectly honest with you. I I feel yeah. What was I don't know that. What was that one powder we bought from that website where the wrestler was saying that it gives? Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. what is that amino beta acid? Damn, beta I forgot. Alanine. That's it. Yeah, that, that one, one <laughs> just from an energy perspective, does That'll some drop. good. That one really That's stands a good point. out. Creatine's hard to tell, um, but studies show it's really good. I I take that most of the time, and so, but I, you know, it's hard right. to know. But that beta alanine. That's is, a good. Is that's a good on. reference because it makes your body fucking feel all tingled up too if you take if you take it at the right time. Yeah, but it's not like speedy. No. You know, you don't feel like you're gonna have a heart attack. It's just on that lap. I've taken ephedrin or ephedrin or ephedra before. Remember that stuff that used to be in like hydroxy fat, cut back fat, in the day before they banned fat all loss of it. Stuff, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I used to get ephedrine pills. Like, I don't know how, but it was, dude, you do a workout on that, you just, you're an animal in there. But I'm like, thank God I'm like 21. I don't know if this is my heart. My my heart is literally jumping out of my body. (laughs) Yeah. Just working out like a machine. Yeah, that's the what is what's But anyway, I thought that was interesting. I like to what's try. Your medita- what's your meditation? Uh, what's your meditation? Uh, I have a lazy one. I use that VR headset that, that I got, on? and I they have a they have an app on there called Trip T R I P P. This isn't an ad; it's just a thing. But it it's free, and then you pay like a cheap subscription. It's like a dollar a month or something. It was nothing, basically, like $10 for the year. And they just have all these guided meditations on there, and you can pick different like amounts of time and go to different places. And the reason I say it's cheating is because, uh, you know, if you struggle to concentrate, I'd recommend it because it's like a nice ease into sitting there completely silent and just focusing on breathing. You get to look at a lot of things. You get to hear someone talk. But it's still doing something right. beneficial for sure i find it's way better than I've, nothing are you tired no, you want some yeah, new tropes? fire up some new tropes i do if i if, if i could uh, give a shout out we talk about sauna all the time but I, I gotta tell you man like the sauna and i know joe talks about it too but just from a healthy standpoint and from if i could only choose to do one thing every day if i had to choose to work out or meditate or do anything i would choose 20 minutes in the sauna pretty much 100 out of 100 days if I had to pick one, just because the thought, like the, 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 well, technically you can do both. No, I do do both in that right. one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I find the, I find the meditation, I find the meditation right? within the sauna, but I will say that I think that for anybody listening out there and is looking for something to like, at least get started, I would say, go just do some cardio and do some sauna, get in the gym and start doing that. Cause the sauna, it's, it's good for your body, but it's good for the mental too. Like it makes you have to power through in a lot of ways yeah i would recommend that for any like there are people out there that just cannot get themselves to work out and i get it it's not easy and even though i would like everyone to do it i don't expect everyone to do it so if you can't at all like you can just never get yourself going you can just get in the sauna just do 20 minutes a day in a sauna and it's gonna massively improve your health or at least i'm sure we're gonna find that out later i don't ever want to say you can't but don't run into adam or i if you're ever out in public because that won't go over well as far as saying you can't it's saying you can't (laughs) just nag everyone about working out the only only reason that we do it is because we see the benefits and we want other people to like have the same benefit that's the only reason that i kind of like preach the gym and preach you know what it is? It's usually that they've like been banging on to us for like 25 minutes about how tired right, they feel right, all the time and right. depressed. So I just get tired right. of hearing it, and I'm like, well, try in this. Si- I don't run in there going, do- right. join jujitsu. Like, s- wait till they're basically saying, I need right. to do something. I'm s- and I'm like, well, fucking I'm try that. I'm sick and tired of hearing you, hear you talking it. about how sick and tired you are. Go do something about it. Go do something yeah. about it. What do you want me to tell you? Trying to have a good time here, man. <laughs> Chill out with your boring stories. I like that the DOD started funding her research. You know, and a real shout out to like the military with, I know they came up against it. They were um, prescribing a lot of those really powerful drugs for a long time that were messing up people coming back from war. But the fact that they're open up enough to Let's say, 
all right, we're going to try some, we're going to try whatever it takes because this is not helping these poor people. And, and I think that that's, uh, that's great. What if we, what if we took, the, the, hearing those things is a, is a great, what if we shift. took that approach in yeah. fucking the vast majority of other politics, we just want to do what makes, we just want to do what's right and makes the most sense for the most amount of people. Okay. Yeah, but I think the harsh thing for them was that the other options they had were not even close to working and were creating really bad effects. You'd almost need that in every system before you could apply people to be like, all right, we're going to be as open as hell about this. It's like your boat is sinking around you and you're just like waving your arms in the air because that's what you were taught to do to keep the boat afloat. And then you realize we're sinking at a rapid rate. Somebody starts throwing water overboard, and you're like, "Actually, we're staying right. up." I mean, it almost needs to be that. Well, dramatic, I mean, that just that just brought up but... a new thing that I was thinking about those fucking the vaccine companies. It's like <laughs> here we are with 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 the vaccine that's supposed to save it. Dude, you cannot get. Well, off no, the but the, but at the same today, time, we have the, the, the we, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to have a we, we have the we have the big opioid problem too. No, I, well, I was just thinking about I was thinking more about soldiers in that case, like coming back and feeding them drugs and how that's not ever been a solution. Is my was my re- frame of reference? Huh. The fact that those companies, the, the fact that well, those, it, it wasn't the fact that, that those com- system, that those companies yeah. are controlling that, and then now all of a sudden they're God's hand handing us the vaccine at the same time. Meanwhile, they have the biggest opioid fucking epidemic on their hands ever and they're they're the sole responsibility of that at the same time Hmm. interesting dichotomy i get it well you know but eventually um even marijuana is going to be controlled by a lot of these same pharmaceutical companies no doubt once they legalize it across the board all those guys will jump all over it and you just like the gummies that we used to buy at stores will be you know, Pfizer right. gummies. That's scary. But they're going to get in there. The last thing I wanted to go over about her podcast, which I thought, I don't know, just stood out to me, is like the importance to remember that it isn't about being nice or and happy. So even though you come up with those affirmations that are really positive, it's not to be like, now you're a nice and happy person. It's just like a good start. You know, it's like waking up early and doing some jumping jacks and some push-ups before you start your day something like that you're getting up and you're saying a good affirmation like treat yourself well but then i think the reason that she said it's not about being nice and happy is so you don't have to be feel bad when either you don't feel happy or you're not being nice and and yeah try and be nice obviously but if it comes up i mean you can't always be happy so it's okay if you don't feel that way i agree with that but at the same point did you get I agree with that, but at the same point, I think that there's no room for disappointment when you're living in gratitude. Like, there's no. Well, but it's gonna well, slip no, in. But not if right? you're being. But it's well, gonna. eventually. But not if you. Not. I hear what you're saying, but if you're if you're coming from a place that you're like genuinely grateful, even for the bad shit, and you know, and you can recognize that too. And I, I'm not saying that I'm fucking a pro at this, but I'm getting better at it. It's like even when I think think things don't work out the way I need them to work out or thought they were supposed to, and then two days goes by and then it all kind of pans out, and I'm like, okay, that had to happen for this to happen. Just let's keep that in the back of your head. There's some certain like insight to that. You know? Well, I think what she's saying is like how to get to right. that point. I think all this stuff does lead 
to gratitude because she ended with like know the intention in your life like what is your purpose like what is your intention for getting up and doing anything no matter how you do it like what are you working right. towards and and that's kind of like the purpose thing and i think once you have that or you see that you're working towards something you're going to be pretty grateful maybe yeah i mean i i'm pretty woo woo at this point but uh I, yeah, you I will say the, the first thing I do when I go go take a pee or fucking sit on the toilet in the morning is write three things I'm grateful for every single morning. That's like been the thing I haven't wavered this whole year. And this whole year has been knock on wood the best year of my life. So it's like I don't know what's what's what, but I can tell you that it hasn't been it hasn't been a deterrent. It's been only it's only helped things. You know what I mean? That's good, man. That's good. And on that point. Let's wrap this bitch up. Thanks, people, for listening, as always. And, um, yeah, we appreciate you. We love you. Have a great week. Peace and love, fam.